Today, we take a ride out west to a special place named Woodstock. Hang out with us, and we'll show you why Woodstock should be your hometown. Brought to you by Illinois Lottery. Doing good and supporting Illinois communities. Absolutely. John Landecker on Woodstock duty. (laughs) At nine minutes after seven, here at uh, 720 WGN, Daniel Campbell is the director of the esteemed and world-famous Woodstock Opera House. And Daniel, it just occurred to me, first of all, thank you for coming on, because don't you have a show going on at about 7.30? Yeah, thank you, John. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, I have staff who can handle that. So uh, they're, they're taking care of that so I can be here with you tonight. Vogue, well, thank goodness for that, because I thought, I'm looking at the schedule, it's uh, Simon Taylor. Uh, the yeah, show goes at, comedian. Yeah, at 7.30, and I'm like, wait a minute, I've got the director of the Woodstock Opera House on the air, but I'm glad to hear that you've got a staff. And um, I was intrigued, too, by the Saturday booking, Joe Diamond, America's Greatest Mind Reader. Are you also in charge of booking at the Opera House? Uh, Yeah, I handle booking, although uh, we have a team, you know, that works together to scour the world for artists and acts to play. Uh, in our world famous, as you put it, opera. Yes, yes. Listen, I'm, the more I read about it today, the more interesting it got. Um, I was looking at the opera house history. Well, first of all, it's called an opera house. Was there ever really an opera put on there? Yeah, that's everybody asks that question. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a bit of historical trivia. Yeah, back in the day, you you had two places you could go see entertainment. You had opera houses and you had theaters. And as I always put it, you know, when I do my tours of the venue, uh, mm-hmm. theaters were where you went to drink beer and watch Dancing Girls, <laughs> and opera houses was where you went to see you know live high echelon theater. So yes. uh, the names just stuck. Yeah, and I was reading also that. Um, I think a couple of times in its history, it's been a a city city office. It's been a police and fire department uh, for fire departments, a public library. Um, I mean, that's quite a multi-purpose building you've got there. Well, and uh, that's not unusual. You know, it's scattered across the Midwest here. Uh, that was kind of the thing in the late eighteen hundreds. Was mm-hmm. you'd have these all-in-one buildings that. It was always meant to be a city hall when it was first built, but the theater right. was always there as well. So, yeah, a lot of these little opera houses got scattered around the Midwest as kind of multi-purpose municipal places and, and live performing venues. Um, so the opera house officially opened when? Uh, we were built in 1889. Uh, we opened in September of 1890. And... You have something called the Living History Project. Can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, we started the Living History Project uh, during COVID. Uh, we had mm-hmm. we had a little bit of time on our hands. So uh, what we were endeavoring and are still endeavoring to do is uh, we recognize that, you know, when you have a building like the Opera House that's been around for 130 years, wow. it's going to generate a little bit of history, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's easy to find, you know, the historical facts, you know, in in newspaper clippings and brochures and things like that. But the real history of any venue is is its people. So I started this project during COVID to try to start capturing some of the stories from people who had used the facility, uh, some for years, some for decades. And so uh, we're always on the hunt for new stories to record and uh, put into our archives and share with the public and get some pretty interesting stuff here. and there. So, so if, if people have uh, something they'd like to contribute to the Living History Project, what would the 
steps be to have that done? Real easy. You just contact us uh, at our business office. We'll bring you in. We'll set up a time. We'll set up a little recording device and you can tell us your story. Let us know what your history and your experience is with our beautiful venue. Um, We're talking to Daniel Campbell. He's the director of the Woodstock Opera House. And today, uh, Woodstock is your hometown here at 720 WGN. Um, I've got quite a few things to get to here that I'm looking forward to, but I want to make sure that we get in a, a, a mention of the Stage Left Cafe, which struck me as a very intriguing item. Yeah, that uh, that particular venue came about uh, in 2003. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we're an old building, so uh, as usual, uh, there's certain things that were lacking in our historic structure. And right. one of those originally was bathrooms. Uh, you know, <laughs> when they first built the building, there were no bathrooms inside. Um, so, of course, you know, over time, they, they added some bathrooms when some of the other municipal offices left, but it, it never really adequately served the 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 function of the building. So right. uh, when the ladies got uh, tired of it, uh, they finally demanded more bathrooms. So uh, we added a $2 million structure to put more bathrooms on the building. But it is and, an actual uh, cafe though, right? I mean, and also a performance space. Well, it turned out when we added that structure that there was a lot of extra space left over after we put the bathrooms in. So <laughs> the, yeah, the, the ground floor became uh, what was going to be just kind of our bar area and concession yeah. and reception part. Right. Uh, but it didn't take more than about three or four weeks when a couple lads came through the front door and said, hey, we we got this trio. You mind if we come in here and play on a Friday night? And uh previous director said, hey, no problem. Uh, we'll do you one better. We'll put a little stage up in the front window. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of snowballed after that and just became a real popular venue for a lot of local performers around the area just to come in and do music and spoken word and you name it, uh, just kind of blossomed and over the years uh, developed into our second performance space. And it needed a name. And uh, geographically, as you look at it, it is to the left of the stage. So uh, we call it stage left. Daniel Campbell, director of the Woodstock Opera House. We'll do more with him in just a few minutes here at 720 WGN. 720 WGN, John Landecker, 19 minutes after 7. Talking to Daniel Campbell, director of the Woodstock Opera House, because Woodstock is your hometown. And so I'm reading... And it says, September 4th, 1890, the grand opening was held with the Patty Rosa Players' performance of Marjorie Daw. And I'm like, what is that? Is that an opera? I've never heard, I never heard of Marjorie Daw. So I went looking. And when I got onto the YouTube, the images that come up are like, like it's going to be a kid's song, you know? Um, and so I decided I try I played a little bit of it and obviously when the vocal hits that's not necessarily aimed at children but um there must be more to Marjorie I didn't mean to put you on the spot do you know you know about Marjorie Daw <laughs> Well I got to say I don't know about a lot about the play Marjorie Daw but yeah. uh Patty Rosa on the other hand uh, that was actually the bigger story you know uh, back in the 1890s, it was kind of unusual uh, to have a female lead like that as oh. the opening of a, of a theater of this size. And, and yeah. more importantly, uh, Patty Rosa actually had her own company. Um, so not only was she a, a, a pretty well-known actress at the time, she was well-known enough that she had her own company that she toured around with. And so that that was a big catch for the Opera House back in the day to get her to come and you know be the grand opener for the theater. 
Well, I was also reading it through the decades of the 20th century. There were some pretty famous names that passed through uh, the theater in Woodstock. I mean, Paul Newman, uh, Tom Bosley, Geraldine Page, Shelley Berman. Uh, it was they were just getting started, I believe, uh, were they not in their acting careers and were doing summer stock or something along those lines? Yeah, they were. You know, you got to think that was back in the late forties, yeah. uh, early fifties, and those were they were all students of the Goodman Theater down in Chicago. But oh, wow. uh, you got to remember, back in that time, there wasn't quite all this, you know, urban area between Chicago and and Woodstock, and and before then, you know, there was only one other theater outside side of Chicago, and it was the Woodstock Opera House. You know, a lot of other stuff has you know cropped up in between since then, but uh, in the summertime. Those students, you know, would leave the city because they would close the theaters in the summer because it got really hot down in the city. And they'd come out to Woodstock and they'd do summer stock. And we were just fortunate to kind of have that uh, that really great collective of actors and actresses come through and, and be part of the history here of Woodstock. And they would do a show every week. They'd, they'd practice, you know, early in the week and put a show on the weekend and then start over and do a new one the next week. And, you know, Paul wow. Newman, you know, big wow. name to come out of that. But, yeah. I mean, that's... That's very impressive. Uh, we're talking to Daniel Campbell, director of the Woodstock Opera House, one of the oldest continuously operating theaters in the country and one of the most recognized historic theaters in the Midwest. Um, anything you want to add about the Opera House and Woodstock? Well, the Opera House, you know, uh, county seat is Woodstock for a long time. The Opera House has been the heart of arts and culture there. Um, we put on a lot of stuff at the Opera House, a variety of concerts, theater, dance, stand-up comedy, you name it. Uh, we do it all the time throughout the year. We're never closed. We, we have something going on all the time there. And, uh, you know, we were talking about famous people at the Opera yeah. House. Uh, yeah. Orson Welles started his career at the Opera House. Orson Welles? So, no Orson kidding. Welles, yeah. What was he? he... What was the circumstances that got him? Martians? Did he go out there and find Martians? <laughs> no, he, deal? Uh, <laughs> he went to the Todd School for Boys. It was a boys' school for no you know, uh, wealthier individuals, and it just so happened that was in Woodstock as well. And they used the theater as their their, their arts and culture branch of their education. So he did his first theatrical work on our stage, you know, as a high schooler. And in fact, after he left, he came back in 1934 and did a season of uh, Shakespeare programs that uh, actually got (sighs) reviewed by the New York Times. I think it's the only time we've uh, been in the New York Times, but we made it once and it was Orson Welles. And that sort of launched his career from there. That is an incredible story. If folks want to get tickets and find out the schedule of performances and events at the Woodstock Opera House, what should be done? You should go right online and type in woodstockoperahouse.com. Check out our lineup of events and activities. Uh, Take a moment to uh, look at some of the other great things in and around Woodstock. Come out and visit for a day. We have a fantastic downtown square, great businesses, shops, restaurants, you name it. You You can make a day or a weekend of Woodstock, and we're right on the train line, the northwestern line. So come on out and visit us. It just occurred to me, and I, did you, did the Opera House, I, cause I'm trying to remember the movie, Groundhog Day, did the Opera House get into the movie? You know, the the outside of our building yeah, did. Yeah, of course. Um, and, and most famously, you know, that, that moment where Bill Murray is trying to end the cycle, he throws himself out of our bell tower, so that's how <laughs> he throws himself out of, is the Opera House. Yeah. That's great. 
Well, Daniel, thank you so much for being with us. It's been great talking to you and all the best to everybody out there in Woodstock and keep uh, break a leg at that Woodstock Opera House. Thanks for being with us, Daniel. Thank you, John. It's been a pleasure. You betcha. Get your hometown content and submit your suggestions at WGNRadio.com slash your hometown. Brought to you by Illinois Lottery. Doing good and supporting Illinois communities.